Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, your chance. So 800 150811. Uh, we had a few um, interesting texts come in. We'll read those out. Absolutely. But uh, Patty has called us as well. Uh, Patty from Wellington. Good morning to you, Patty. Uh, you want to talk about uh, these rugby rules? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I just just an observation of 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 had over my time of coaching. Like a lot of these kids that are coming out of school and into club footy. Like we're still having to teach them some pretty basic tackle technique. And, and I just feel like these, these rules are just they're kind of setting people up um, for more red cards, for more um, disciplinary action. We're not actually looking at um, you know, improving the tackle tech. We're just now punishing poor tackle tech. And, and, I, and I, I think one, one massive observation, Smithy, is we, we've got all these young first 15 players, second 15 players coming out of school and they disconnect really early from their friends because they, they want to go and play premier footy and, and a lot of them are just not up to it. So I've always had a thought that if New Zealand rugby was to, to mandate or say that it has to be a mandatory year of Colts rugby for every school leaver in the country, it would give clubs an opportunity to to bring, bring groups of friends, really, into the club so they have another year of playing together and give, give clubs that extra year just to get these players ready. Because I, I just feel like we're just setting these young guys up and, and they're getting found out, and that's why they're leaving the game, because they're just not enjoying it, getting smashed by grown men um, without having that, that real basic technique stuff sorted. I think that's a really interesting uh, point you raise about the, Col- the Colts level because, of course, what poo-poo's that is that, um, you know, a lot of these uh, even super franchises or, or rep uh, provinces, they have these academies and they target them so early, Paddy, and that's the problem, isn't it? They, d- they, yep. they jump above that level right from the outset and therefore they're disconnecting with their friends and they're taking a really yep. high echelon, echelon of talent away from the club. Yeah, but there's still those kids that are coming straight into a club that, that haven't been in the academy setup. So there might there might be an exception for those that have played rep footy, or you know, a new Jonah Loma comes along, then there's, there, you know he might have the ability to, to play at that level. But what we find is that you know it's about sports. Always at school is always about that connection with your mates, and as soon as yeah. you leave um, school, you, you're disconnecting. And and a lot of the time, these young men are going to clubs. They have no association with. None of their friends are at, but they're going there on a promise from that club that they're going to be a premier rugby player. And they don't last. They don't. They don't stick around the game very long. Whereas, you know, if if, if you're not coming out of that academy setup, like stick with your mates for another year, enjoy your rugby, and and you know, it's it's, it's that that'll keep them in the game because at the moment there's so much pressure of being this uh, premier rugby player straight away and, and, and there's no real time allowed in, in the sport now to, to grow into that. You've almost got to be that or you're not that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. The other aspect of it too, Paddy, which is uh, which have uh, alluded to there slightly, is the professional element of it. In other words, the elite ones who are getting income yep. or they're getting backhanders or whatever, where the run-of-the-mill guys are getting absolutely nothing. And and what yep. happens there, of course, they're actually paying subs. As opposed to, uh, and that's where a differential comes in as well, where we two mates, one's uh, clearly making money out of the game or destined to make money out, and one isn't, who has to think about, what am I going to do? Yeah, and, and I, I honestly feel there's a, there's a duty of care from these clubs as well. Like, it's easy to say, come and come and play footy for us, um, and that's it. But, you know, if you're taking a young young person out of school to play rugby for you, then that wraparound service needs to be there. Like, get them a job, get them into apprenticeships, feed them after training, give them that pastoral care, because it's that stuff that the families will get behind and say, actually, you're not going to go play for that club over there. You're going to go over here because they're going to get you a job, they're going to set you up for life, because you're not going to make it as a professional rugby player. If you were, you would have already been in the academy system or you know been picked up early but we have all these these young talented um, men and women um, that, that like you say so that, that is lost and, and if rugby isn't giving them that, that wraparound service then why would they stay in it they're, they're not loyal to the game like they used to be but if, if rugby yeah. stood up and, and started looking after these players um, and it kind of starts with, with the you know, keeping them close, keeping them young while, while they can rather than trying to pump them up straight away and, you know, or last year you played first 15, so that means you're going to be a good premier player. Like, man, that, you, you want these kids to stick around and play the game for your club for the next 15 years, not not the first, you know, two years and then they walk away from it completely because, uh, there's, you know, there's no support in the game. Great points, Paddy. Uh, yeah. Really do yeah, really cool. do appreciate appreciate your call, man, and thanks so so much for taking the time out. And I think uh, what you are there is very very reflective too, mate, of of a general feeling around the country. Um, and I, I can recall back in club days, a lot of actually a lot of occupations, a lot of guys found pathways, Louis, back in the day through clubs. I mean, builders got a you know builders got apprentices, uh, plumbers apprentices, uh, people particularly more so in the in the uh, the uh, tradie side of things, came out of 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 club rugby. Uh, I I always think that clubs are a great point of contact, but are they anymore? That that's that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, morning, Smithy, and um, maybe on the flip side of this, there'll be some people that want to call through on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven and let us know what clubs are doing this well. You know, like, especially in the regions, these farming communities, there still are clubs down south, I know of, and here in North Canterbury that really, very much, like you say, they use their network in getting jobs for people coming in out of uh, different high schools, even from offshore, and then they give them the job. They kind of bring them in-house. Um, they go do their apprenticeship, and I'm sure there are many clubs still doing that. But what Paddy was talking about there is essentially put the experience first and the kind of game and this facade that everyone can be an elite player second. Because otherwise, you you just you're not going to be building your network in your community, and the experiences aren't going to be that good. And his his the last thing he said was so true, Smithy. So many of these young guys that I know, they, they you go and play two years, and you kind of fall out of favour, and you might get a couple of runs for the prems team. You fall out of love with the game, and then you kind mm. of then what? You lost to it because it has to be experience first. I think it's a wonderful call. Oh, it was a very good call, actually, and and uh, he also alluded to um, to women or secondary school girls playing rugby as well. 
Um, and, you know, that is probably one of the healthier side of it because it's new, it's much more organised, it's uh, much more catered for than it you know, used to be. Um, and so they add to the playing numbers of it as well, the, um, you know, the women's side of it. Um, very, very interesting points there uh, from Paddy. Cliff's uh, on the phone as well. G'day, Cliff from Dunedin. Good morning to you. Haven't talked to you for a while, mate. Yeah, yeah, good to talk, Smitty. Yeah, interesting uh, about the club system. You know, like Steve Lancaster said there that the, the club season might only go 10 or 12 weeks. Well, that's taking a lot of funding, funding out of the clubs because if, if you shorten the season up a lot, the club, the clubhouse, the, the whole system doesn't make any money. You know, by the time you have four or five, five say, home and away games, there's, there's not a lot of income in it. If you make the club season very short, uh, I think they're trying to look after the Otago, well, style of player. The problem is if you're not in that Otago elite, you get you get lost pretty quick. You know, back in the day, they had two premier, then a prem under 21s in Otago and in Dunedin and, and, and the next level under 21s. So you had all your, your students... You know, if you were a good footballer, you'd make university blue or white. But if you weren't so good, you're playing the, in the gold. You know, it's the same in, you know, in all those levels. When you had more players, you know, the population of New Zealand has grown heaps, but the, the people playing rugby has disappeared. You know, you've only got three grades of football, basically, in, in Dunedin now, whereas back in the day, you would have had six and, and president's grades as well. So you have lots of opportunities for, for groups to stay together. Like we're talking about, you know, you might have a team of guys that all play a lot of sports together, but they're quite social. They, you know, none of them are going to be a rep player, but they all fit together well. The problem is that the guys that are, that are good will get nurtured right through with a bit of backhander. They might get a, a, an apprenticeship that they get loosely worked and you know, or some, or more money, you know, paid to play a wee bit of this and that. But the guys, like you say, they, after a couple of years of playing senior rugby, when they when they started at the age of nineteen, by the time they're twenty two, they've had enough. If there's no, there's nothing going forward, playing for the rep team or the bees, maybe there's nothing left, and that's what's happened. I think with rugby is that, that there's no continuity going forward. You, you're your bottom level wasn't looked after at all, so they don't hang around, and it becomes, you know, too elitist. It's like the like the um, you know the the um, the top <coughs> schools in Auckland. Remember the issues they had there; they were pillaging all the good players to go and play on one side, and then other teams that would struggle, they they wouldn't stay in the comp, or the guys wouldn't because they're getting beaten up by 800 points. And that's what's happened in, in club, club rugby in Dunedin. The bottom teams are just not competitive anymore because the two elitists and the other clubs. Are they past the point, in your opinion, Cliff, of no return? Uh, can it be fixed, in your opinion? Well, I think rugby will end up like the Warriors. We'll end up having the Highlanders. That, you know, you'll have your main sides and you'll have feeder teams underneath them, like academy teams. You know, there won't be won't be NPC as such. There'll be Highlanders, and then there'll be a feeder team underneath. It'll be semi-professional and and professional higher up. But 
but two, so many different levels of rugby, and, and New Zealand rugby is so big, you know, it's such a, a, a conglomerate of people. You know, I always wonder where all this money goes that, that was signed off that, you know, Richie McCaw got involved in that, that thing on the sideline. Where is that? What is that doing for rugby New Zealand? Is there any, you know, is there anything coming down? I mean, they, they, they'd like to, but, I'll, you know, I, I just wonder where it's going. Great point, Cliff. Um, and I can hear it in your voice. You're very concerned about it. Um, and a lot of people around uh, the country echo your thoughts. Joey, good morning to you, Joey, from Auckland. Yeah, good morning. It's really great to have you back, mate. And, uh, you, you guys do a fantastic job with commentary and the, the cricket, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm a bit Thank worried you. about the rugby at the moment. Um, and, you know, it's uh, what's happening is that they're coming out of school and, and they're going straight into an academy or, you know, like they used to have under-21s. I mean, I remember when I was... Um, playing football, there was three pages in the in the star for um, your draws, and you would have known that too, coming, you know, from where mm. you came from, you know, the, the draw, yes. it's unbelievable, you know, that many teams, you've seen your B, now you've just got a senior A, a reserve grade, and in Auckland, some of the clubs can't even, can't even get a reserve grade, you know, and, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's getting worrying, you know, your under-21s um, coming through, these, these, these kids that are coming through from school, they're, they're, um, even though they do go in these academies and they're getting, they're starting to get paid or they get looked after and that, um, they haven't got anything behind them, you know, as in, as in uh, um, like, like we used to, you know, we used to go to work as a plumber or, or a sparky or whatever, and, and that's what they need to do too, because as, as a 17 or an 18 year old, you're still not fully developed. Um, and then when you, when you go in and, and you, yes, there's one or two or three that, that may make it and they're just, you know, unbelievable. Like John Kermors, for example, as an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, he went straight into rugby, you know. But, but before that, he was working for his father as a butcher, you know. And, mm. and, and you've got to have this behind you. You've got to have something behind you to so, um, finish, finish rugby. They, they've got a, a trade they can go they can go back to or something they can go back to. They can study, yes, when they're playing semi-professional. I understand that. And that's a good thing, um, but the club, club rugby at the moment is suffering, and therefore it, it filters through it. It filters through to NPC, to the rest of the rugby, and, and rugby in New Zealand is, is faltering. You can only only see at the moment the Warriors. I know they're going very well. They've got twenty-five thousand or twenty-four thousand going to watch the game next week at uh, you know a um, pre-season game, and you go to an Auckland Blues pre-season game, and there's 5,000 people. Um, you know, it is a worry, and, and we've got to do something about it, because rugby's our number one sport, always will be, but we, we need to do something about it in the grassroots. I don't know what you think. Uh, look, I, I think we're talking about this, Joey, and, and I, I concur with all the points that you've made there, but we're actually talking about it at a very good time. And the reason why is right now, out there, young men and young women are deciding what they're going to do in the next six to eight months. This is time, this is an exact time where they're deciding. That's why um, this weekend of Super Rugby has to be appealing. Uh, the rule changes, um, the style of game, the officiating, etc., has to be top-notch right from the get-go because this is, to me, Louis, anyway, this is the most impressionable time of a rugby season for me. 
This is the time where, where young men and young women are saying, am I going to make the effort? Am I going to register? Am I going to the gym? Am I going to get fit? Am I going to get fitter than I am? Um, do I want to play? What are my mates doing? These are the questions going around in these people's head uh, right here and now. And it's crunch time because by March and April, it's too late. Have you seen any registration drives in your union? I haven't seen any around here. I was thinking maybe Steve was going to tell us something that they were doing. I mean, he, yeah. he would not. I understand that at New Zealand Rugby, look, they can govern it, but the, the PUs are the ones that ultimately, especially with community rugby, need to drive it. You're right, Smithy. Yeah. 20th of February, it is cricket season, but this is exactly when people go back to school, when people are going back to university, are they signing up to get involved with not just Prems and, and high-level Colts rugby, but second, third division in the big cities? Are they playing for their local team? Um, and, and what are the unions doing to get people in now? And then you're right, at the pointing end, Super Rugby, Crusaders, Chiefs, Sad news is that Will Jordan's out for the year. I don't know if you saw that news come through. Um, that's a bit of a blow for us Crusaders people. Shoulder surgery, so he's done for six months. But if if the Crusaders Chiefs can be a blockbuster on Friday night and try and get a little bit of a little bit of you know that that glimmer, that that absolute fizz that you can get from a good game of rugby, maybe that'll convince people. Or maybe we'll just be watching Australia versus the Black Caps in cricket because it's cricket season. Yeah, we might. We might. The overlapping is another factor. Big time overlapping. Um, here, we're going to go to a break. On the way to the break, I'll read you out one text, which is of interest. It's unnamed, um, but uh, it might just be reflective, and you might be agreeing with it. We'll read out a lot more texts, actually, uh, when we come back. School rugby is the worst thing that has happened in recent times. The club brings them up until the age of 13. They go to school, play five years, and in that time, they've lost their connection to their club. Schools use it to make money. They literally use boys.